You're listening to Coleman Power on the Organic Fitness Podcast. All right, welcome to the latest Organic Fitness Podcast. And this episode is going to be based around a high percentage of it, around the thoughts of people saying, firstly, it's too expensive organic produce, and secondly, we can't afford it, and we're going to go straight into that. So, the fact that organic food is expensive, good food is meant to be expensive, because the whole idea of it, cost of organic produce, of local, fresh organic produce, is not paid at the counter. It takes longer. It's more labor-intensive, and when something is registered is as organic it does not use the active ingredient glyphosate found in roundup roundup is a carcinogenic i cannot emphasize that enough that it causes deaths but to rein it back you see it's all about where do you value do you value your health because when you value your health you'll do anything you'll buy you'll find you'll grow You'll get it, okay? You may say it may be easier for some individuals, okay? But just because something is difficult doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. I find it difficult to get this spinach. I find it hard to find the likes of such and such a vegetable that you like, that you prefer. It's not in season, which also comes into context here because eating in season is also going to get you at its optimal nutritional value. Okay, and my message is when you eat local and when you eat fresh and when you eat single ingredients, and that's always been my message. Okay, the idea of it is you will increase your energy levels, you will have more chance of reaching your fitness goal. And I'm a firm believer in that. Anybody that I train, I help them. Anybody that I come into contact with, whether they're looking to be healthier, to be fitter, I put them on the right track. And it's always been in this order local fresh, organic produce, okay? My background, for those of you that don't know it, I I used to be smaller, I used to be weaker, I used to have the likes of asthma, I used to have rashes, I used to have less energy, okay? And as a result of that, I've changed up my diet, I've changed up my way of living, and as a result of that, I'm healthier, I'm fitter, I don't take inhalers, I used to take the likes of Ventolin, I used to take the, the blue and the brown inhalers. For those of you that take inhalers, you'll know all about them. They take them on a regular basis. I used to have to have them in the gear bag doing the training. Because my lungs weren't capable of taking in the likes of the oxygen that was needed. And what actually was a result of was my diet. I changed up my diet majorly for the fact that my diet used to be completely different. I'll give you an example of what my diet used to be like. For breakfast, it used to be sausages. It used to be Denny sausages. I'm allowed to have other things available. I used to have white bread with butter and Weetabix and sugar. That was my breakfast. That isn't exactly optimal nutrition for someone who wanted to be healthier, who wanted to be fitter. I used to have that religiously. That was in the morning. I used to have cereal bars, granola bars, keeping me going because I was absolutely knackered by 11 o'clock. After that, lunchtime. Sandwiches again, loaded with butter and slices of ham. 
dairy in the in the butter too much dairy can cause the likes of asthma and we haven't seen a vegetable just yet then we went home and dinner was on the table dinner typically could have been the likes of bacon cabbage first vegetable of the day and spuds and finish off with yogurt was a typical one firstly i wasn't eating enough protein secondly i wasn't eating enough vegetables and the whole idea of it is it's completely different to what it is now now i can even have spices in my breakfast okay such as the likes of kale with turmeric with ginger in a smoothie so this is optimal okay for someone who wants to change up their diet you're increasing the amount of vitamin c okay because vitamin c and this gets back to my point is a natural antihistamine you're able to breathe a hell of a lot clearer an antihistamine for those of you that take Clearton or have hay fever, have allergies, okay, will know all about it. They'll take tablets on a regular basis at peak times with hay fever, with hay being and straw and grass and could be cut at silage at peak times during the summer. I don't suffer from those things anymore. And I put that down to my diet. I know this is only anecdotal, but the whole idea of it is something is only anecdotal when, when the studies haven't been done. There are studies to be done and there are studies to show that organic food is better for you and higher nutritional value as well as there are also going to be studies to show and to tell you that there is no scientific difference. But the whole idea of it is you can get a study to show anything. You can get a study to tell you that the best type of diet is intermittent fasting. The best type of diet is keto. The best type of diet is vegetarian, flexitarian, if it fits your macros. There's no such study that hasn't been done because people want information to back up their beliefs. And that's my approach to scientific studies. I'm a scientific man. I have a master's degree. I do believe in science, but it's also what you believe and what you feel. And when you change up your diet and when you start eating local, fresh, organic produce, and of course it's going to be difficult, okay? And of course there are going to be people that say they can't afford it. But the same people... Do they have a smartphone? Do they go on holidays? Do they go out and spend and buy 100 euros worth of pair of runners? I needed these new pair of runners. Do they go out and spend 50, 150, 200 euro on a weekend away out in the booze? That's just important to note because typically the same people that say that do. And if they're still in the scenario that they can't afford it, then... We need to help them, people. We need to find out where and how can they possibly get it. And that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to put out a message that if you cannot get it, where can you get it? Okay? And farmer's markets are the first place. Why? Because there's where you can get it a little bit cheaper. You can still get it fresh. You can still get it locally. You can still get it organic. And if you go to the farmer's markets, you can do deals with the likes of the person at the store. They'll give it to you at the best price because vegetables grow Farmers grow these vegetables each and every year. They turn up at the stalls, at the markets. If you're not sure where the markets are, contact me. I'll get back to you as soon as I possibly can. I'll put you on the right track. I really want people to be healthier. I really want people to be fitter. And it really does start with the foods. But if you cannot change, you cannot train, out-train a bad diet. Hands down, that's the most important message you take away from this today. Okay? Getting it local. Getting it fresh. And getting it at optimal levels nutritionally for you so you can increase your energy levels increase your productivity increase your output in your training all leads to a healthier happier individual you and i'm getting back to the point of people that say oh there's no difference there is no difference 
One of the main differences in organics is it's that glyphosate. It's a killer. Something that kills weeds. How could it ever benefit us? It breaks down. It turns, it mo- turns the soil into mush. Whenever you even see a, a better example of people might be able to resonate with is the likes of your garden edges or the sides of the road where you're living in a city that are sprayed. You've seen the lads out with the knapsacks with them covering their mouths and maybe sometimes wearing a white suit and sometimes not. But when they spray it, they actually kill the microorganisms that we can't even see in the soil. There's often a talk about gut health, okay, and there's something I'm going to get more into, soil microorganisms, okay, and as a result of that, when the soil is sprayed, it goes down, it shrinks, it just shrinks down, poof, kills all these minute microorganisms that live in the soil that do numerous different jobs that we won't get into here today, but the fact of it is, it's killing the soil, it's killing the goodness, and that's just a clearer example that might resonate with a lot of people because they get to see that firsthand. Whether it's at home, you see that. Whether it's in the cities, on the periphery edges of grass margins. It's not good news because they're, we're trying to ban it across Europe. They're trying to ban it in the likes of Russia, which is a large superpower country, which is great news. And the more countries that get involved in that, the better. And... I'm trying to get people to be healthier and to be fitter. And it really does start with your food. And then you can, and I will touch on, there are negatives with organic produce. And some people will go straight for those. And then they go, oh, but sure. What about the spinach and the the likes of this kale that comes from Spain, that comes from Italy, that comes from the avocados from South America? How could that be better for us? Well, the whole idea of it is it cannot be of nutritional lower value. So that's why I've always and will continue to say local first, fresh, chemical free in there as well. Because the word organic is registered. That's the whole idea behind it. It's registered by governing bodies. Because if we didn't have rules and regulations, anybody could just say something in their back garden was organic. And they may be spraying the periphery edges, and then it ends up in the water table, and the water is absorbed in by the roots of the plant, and then that's not organic. That's not of optimal health. And they're not helping you, and they're not helping the environment because you're killing the soil. We can't continue to grow like that. We can't continue to be and do the same types of growing methods on a large scale, on a small scale, because the world cannot continue to do that. So... There's other negatives with organic produce, such as there are organic sweets out there. There are organic Weetabix, which I'm not advocating. It's single ingredient foods, focusing on three main things, protein, carbohydrates, and fats. Okay? And these things are what the body runs on. And when the body gets these things from foods that are local, fresh, and organic, you gain added benefits of that. And that's what I'm trying to get at. They can be covered in plastic. And that's another thing that we're working on, people that are in the organic industry, that cucumbers are a main example, a clear example, but they're using, and peppers are another one, sitting in a piece of plastic, sitting then and covered and sealed with more plastic. And as soon as you come home, the plastic's taken off and put in the bin. But why are we doing that? Because starting off, it was to put a label on the organic produce to make it different. However, now the biodegradable plastic's coming into contact. And there's a simple sticker that, is the next step up and it's not 
that organic is perfect, okay? It's the, it's the gold standard, and it's working on improvements all the time. Because no setup is perfect. It's worth striving to be better, to get the best, okay, for you. Because this is what it's all about. It's about people being their best, okay? Being healthier, being fitter. Because I do believe everyone wants to be healthier, and everyone wants to be fitter. And I help people to do that in making food choices and in training because it sometimes it is tough. And that brings me on to my next point because it's often asked, do you ever find it tough to fit in the training? Do you ever find it tough to get up in the morning to motivate you? How do you do it? I'll tell you straight off the bat, it sure as hell is difficult. But just because something is difficult doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. Just because it's hard to get organic produce. Just because it's hard to cook from scratch. Just because training is difficult doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. In fact, that just means and gives you a, a larger reason to do it. I'm a major believer in if you do things that are hard, your life will be easy. So you need to do the training that's difficult. You have to get up early if that's what's needed. Because if you're leaving things all to the end of the day, if you want to be fitter, one of the major things I get people to do is try and get your 10,000 steps in. Some people it's easier because they get up maybe a little bit earlier. Some people factor in some day, some time throughout the day, during lunchtime, after their meal, aids in digestion, gets it in, clocks up the steps. And sometimes people say, I find it difficult in the evening to get in my training because there's so much on. At the cook point dinner, I set myself up for lunch the next day. I have, I'm living in a house with so many other people. But then focus in on getting in when a time when it does suit you. Most people are asleep first thing in the morning. Get up a little bit earlier. I don't mean get up at 6 o'clock or 5 o'clock at any time in the morning. Just get up a small bit earlier. Whatever time suits you. If you're getting up at 8, get up at half 7. If you're getting up at half 7, get up at 7. Okay? I'm looking for you to find the time. Because we all have the same amount of time in a day. And it's so important to find the time that suits you. There's no such thing as the perfect time, but it's the time where you fit it in. You have your shopping done. You get your steps in in the morning if you can't fit in. You fit your training in in the morning. Have your smoothie made. Have your meals prepped so you're ready to go. And some people talk about this time like people, some people have more of it. There's one thing that people cannot make more of. You cannot make more time. So what I recommend people to do is it might sound counterintuitive. But slow down and write down what do you need to get done in a day to have it deemed as a good day. So you're starting in the morning. What time do you get up at? You're going in on to the next thing. And after that, you're going in to your breakfast. What, how you get to work. What you do in work. What's your first meal. What do you have? What time do you have it? Do you get steps in after lunch? Do you... Continue to work. Do you fit in a workout at lunchtime? Do you finish work early on a Friday? What time do you finish work? Going on to training. Do you train after work? What do you do as soon as you finish work? Do you read a book? Do you listen to audios from on your journey? Would that benefit you? Getting on information on how to be healthier, how to be fitter, on things that you like. Those are just a couple of things. I, like, I love nutrition. I love health. I love fitness. I love organic growing. And that's the things that I listen to. But this is about you. You find the things that you like 
that you do to make your day deemed a good day, a perfect day. And once you do that, you're lining yourself up to next, what you have for dinner. Did you buy the shopping? Did you have the shopping? Do you shop it on the weekend? Do you shop on a Monday? Do you shop on a Friday? When do you do these things? Because when you have it down on paper, what time do you go to bed? All those things are laid out from morning to noon to what you're eating, to what you're drinking, to where you're walking, to what you're listening to. Once it's down on that piece of paper, that's your blueprint. And once you follow that, you can't go wrong because you wrote down those things. No one forced you to write down what time you get up, what you eat, what you drink, what time you go to sleep at. Because that's what you want. And once you know what you want, all you have to do is go and get it. And that brings me on to sleep and coffee because those are two important things to be healthy and to be fitter. And when you nail down the likes of your sleep and you go to bed at a regular time, this really helps, okay? Sets you up for the next day because sleep is where you restore. Sleep is where you repair. Sleep is where you get all those memories and retain the information that you consume throughout the day, whether you're in college, whether you're working, whether you're learning stuff from audiobooks or YouTube. The whole idea of it is when you sleep is where you retain this information. And then we go on to coffee. Coffee is beneficial in small amounts for some individuals. I typically don't drink a lot of coffee. But what I do do is <clears throat> if people are and enjoy coffee, they factor it in. Okay, There is an excessive amount of coffee that can cause negative effects. So limiting and switching up to green tea. Green tea is and does contain caffeine. So it's important for you to replace certain amounts of coffee if you drink excessive amounts. Some people can drink up to five cups of coffee a day. And you can't, there is too much of a good thing can be consumed. And coffee, for those of you that don't know, can also, they're liquid calories that I'm not a major fan of because they're not containing fiber. They don't keep you fuller for longer. <clears throat> but that's an issue for some people and some people it's not. But there are benefits to it, being the stimulant. But it does raise your cortisol, which is your stress hormone in your body. So having maybe a glass of water first thing in the morning, because remember, that's the first thing your body needs. It needs water because your body is made up a high percentage of water. And that's what I recommend people to do. Water first thing in the morning. Hydrate before you drink your coffee. And these are only all small things. Okay, so then drinking coffee after 2 p.m. is something I don't recommend either. Why? Because it's going to negatively affect your sleep. And sleep is so important because sleep also can affect your hunger and your satiating hormones. I have other podcasts on this in sleep. It's, I'll tag it up here in the show notes. So for those of you who want to know a little more detail about your hunger, leptin and ghrelin, they're affected. If you don't get a good night's sleep, if you're not unwinding before you go to bed, if you're going to bed and your room is at a high temperature, this will negatively affect your sleep. So it's important to note these things. And try and keep it regular. And try keep off the phone before you go to bed. And put it away for the last 45 minutes or an hour. That might be difficult. But that's what's needed for you to improve. To be healthier. To be fitter. To be restored. And I just want to round up by saying thanks very much for listening to this episode. It might have been a bit ranty. And I have music in the background to just emphasize the fact that how serious I am. About people being healthier and about being fitter. This is a 20-minute podcast, and I've been doing this podcast for over over a year. <clears throat> and I'm just delighted to say that I appreciate each and every person that's listened to this podcast and that's shared it or told or even talked about it in work or with friends because that's the message I'm trying to put out. I don't get any added income 
source from doing this podcast. It's all off my own bat. But what I am going to do is, for the people and the listeners that do listen to this, I'm going to have a, a competition. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take on one client. So I want people to screenshot this episode and put it up in their stories. Just on Instagram or any social media that they use, whether it be Facebook, Instagram, and just tag me in it. So when you do that, I'll take one winner so that they can be taken on a journey of being part of the organic fitness program. I get people to reach their fitness goals with training that's tailored to them. I have food plans that are suited to individuals and the meals are macros are altered to the individual on the current height and the current weight. And I help people to be more active, to be healthy and source organic produce, okay? To at a price that they can afford. And that's my whole message that if you want to be healthier, and if you want to be fitter, it starts with the food. And that's why people that listen to this podcast, you get the opportunity to be part of that. And it's one winner will be chosen at random when you screenshot and tag me on your social media. This podcast goes out Thursday the 6th. So I'll be running it for one full week. So that'll be an, give an opportunity to someone to start at the beginning of August. And I'll take them on a journey of eight weeks and be part of a Facebook group that I also have with other numerous people that are on a similar fitness journey to be healthier. And it's not all about fat loss. It's also about just being a healthier individual because being healthy and being happy isn't always about being a certain dress size or being a certain percentage of body fat. It's about being happier. And how do you be happier? You be healthier because most people that are that eat healthy are happier individuals too. All right. I appreciate everybody and anybody that listened to this podcast. Stay tuned as we always finish these podcasts. Stay tuned. Stay classy and keep it organic. You're listening to Coleman Power on the Organic Fitness Podcast.